live. Welcome back to the Chronic Lifestyle Podcast. We have a dope guest today, my man Theo Bowie, a guy yeah, I've, I've looked up to for a long time in movement, mobility, movement quality. The guy just like expresses himself through movement. If you've um, ever seen his Friday flows, they're so dope. Check them out on the gram. Speaking of, Theo, that. how can people get to you, my man? So Instagram, you can find me. It's real simple. I like to keep things as simple as possible. And this is pretty much across the board at Theo Bowie. So T-H-E-O-B-O-W-I-E. Um, and Facebook as well. Uh, you can also look me up on YouTube. I recently just became uh, a, a lot more active um, on there. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I keep it real basic. Mm, interesting. So it's, it's Bowie. It's not Bowie. It's Bowie, yeah, not Bowie. like David Bowie. Yeah, David Okay, Bowie. I got you. I, I saw Bowie. I saw one O, so I always thought it was Bowie, but it's Bowie. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Bowie. Okay, my man. So we're going to jump right in. Um, actually, I'm going to pause for a second. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. So um, first question, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, so I was born and raised in uh, greater Seattle area um, in a city called SeaTac. So if you've ever flown into uh, Seattle, you've probably flown into SeaTac International Airport. I grew up like a hop, skip and a jump, like three minute drive away from the airport. So uh, a okay. real busy place. Um, yeah. So been born and raised here my whole life. And I recently actually kind of just moved out to uh i wouldn't say the mountains but a much more peaceful much more quiet yeah. uh space um you know in the area called issaquah and i'm loving it that's what's up that's what's up um what made you get into movement the fitness industry itself like what's what was the event that made you start moving so man it, it's it's really interesting because I, I i grew up playing sports my entire life you know my uh my, my pops tells this story that um, ever since, you know, uh, he can remember, you know, I've, uh, I've always just been running around doing mm -hmm. different things. Um, and just, just been nonstop. Like I could never sit still. And he used to pick me up and my feet would still just be moving. Like I was running <laughs> and then he set me down and I take off again. You know? <laughs> and so, um, movement and I guess sports through sports has, has always been, um, a part of my life since before I can even, um, remember, um, and so I grew up playing hoop. I grew up playing soccer. Those were kind of my main two soccer nice. actually being my, my first love. And then, so you see me, I was just watching the Manchester yeah. United game. Uh, they pulled off a hell of a comeback. Um, but uh, I, I kind of uh, went through this little identity crisis at mm. about from anywhere from 18 to probably 20, 21, 22 years old okay. uh, because I, I stopped playing. Um, mm. playing basketball. So, you know, I thought from an early age that all I was going to do was going to be a professional ball player, whether it was in Europe or, uh, you know, in the NBA. Um, I dedicated a lot of my time and focus uh, to that. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I did some other things, uh, you know, along the way, but that was that was what I wanted to do. If you asked me what I wanted to do, it was, it was a professional basketball player. So when I stopped playing, a huge chunk of me yeah. Kind of, you know, I, I don't even really know how to describe it. It was like, I almost kind of felt lost. Like, okay, yeah. well, what now? You yeah. know, now I kind of, you know, I, I, I regret not answering that question of, well, what else, what's your backup plan? And I'm like, man, backup plans are for suckers. You know, I mean, <laughs> fuck that. Like I'm, I'm going to play. Yeah. Um, so stop playing. Um, and then I went to a community, a local community college um, for, a year. And the only reason I even went to school and I hated school, like I barely mm. graduated high school, mm. um, was because my mom worked for the airlines. And if I took so many credits, I would get travel benefits. Dope, I had yeah. friends who went to San Diego state, San Diego, yeah. Arizona, just these different places. So I would, I would go and travel for nothing. And, um, you know, I would barely show up in class. So I ended up uh, getting kicked out of school on academic suspension. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they, they kick you out for a year, can't come back. You can't, uh, you can't even go. I don't even think that you can go to another school. Um, so, uh, I just started hustling, started working. I worked like three jobs, did some other things that I'm not necessarily proud of, um, on the side, mm -hmm. uh, just to make some money. Um, and I just found myself just being really, really, you know, unhappy and, uh, was not excited about, um, uh, the direction that my life was going. Um, so I, once 
that year kind of came up and it actually, it was probably more about two years. Once that came up, uh, I ended up going back to that school and it was just on a whim. Like I, I like my friends live in the neighborhood and, uh, I had no plans of going back. And, yeah. um, I ended up just stopping by, stopped by the, uh, the student union. And there was this huge wall of like pamphlets of all the different programs that, uh, that they offer. Mm-hmm. So I was skimming this wall and, and I'm looking for, you know, man, like what might jump out at me? And I was like, I was right about to leave. And I was just like, man, there's, there's nothing here. And, uh, that's when I found, um, the personal training pamphlet. So I looked it up. Um, I saw the instructors, uh, the main instructor's email, um, within that pamphlet shot him an email. I was like, Hey, you know, I like working out. Like, I don't know if this is something that I want to do, but I at least want to sit down and, you know, have a conversation. Yeah. What is this about? Um, and what can I expect out of the program if I do jump into it? Um, took an intro class. And then the quarter after that, you know, I decided that, okay, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to give this a shot. And uh, went home, Googled the national uh, average um, for salary for a personal trainer. And it mm-hmm. was like, Mm. not excited at all but I was like fuck like I have no I have no idea what other things that I'm going to do and then you know for for me being who I am I looked at um you know almost like the extreme right well there's these celebrities who are really into fitness right how easy could it be to train somebody and uh and get paid all this money so I immediately even though I saw that I, I immediately went to the lucrative side of things and had the completely you know wrong mindset when i first jumped into that program of okay well i just need to make some money and and uh and this is an easy way to do it um so that next quarter luca came into my business of personal training class and right away um man just blew me away i mean from the moment he started talking i was like man this guy is me like same identity crisis, you know, ex-ball player, um, and played actually on some NBA, uh, uh, summer, summer pro teams, um, and, and played pro ball in Europe. And, uh, wow, you know, we had, a, we had a very similar, even though we're on the opposite side of the world, we had a very similar sort of upbringing values yeah. included. Yeah. Um, and so when he was speaking to me, uh, that's how I felt. I felt that he was speaking to me and, you know, of course he got the entire class fired up. If you ever heard, heard Lucas speak in person, um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He's going to get you pumped up. Um, and he makes you sort of believe in yourself, you know, not sort of, he does. And, uh, everybody was fired up and man, like, I want to intern there. That would be so cool. Like that's, you know, that would be the dream. And and this is for, for, for vigor, right? This is for vigor. This is for vigor. Yeah. And, uh, but I was, I was still in school. So this is the second quarter, um, in this program. And, uh, that's where I met Cody, actually, Cody uh, McBroom, and you recently just had him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were the only ones to follow up with him out of a class of like 30-something people. Wow. Everybody going up to talk to Luca. I mean, he stayed, for like, he stayed for like 90 minutes after the class you wow. know, to, to talk. Um, and uh, Cody and I were the only ones who followed up with him. That's crazy. Cody got the internship first, um, and uh, by the time that – um, I had talked to him. Cody was a little further, further along in the program. Well, uh, by the time that I had talked to him, he's like, man, I'm not really trying to expand my team. Um, I'm Ooh. cool with where we're at. And I was like, okay, well, I took that as almost like a challenge. Like, hey, well, no matter what, I'm going to work here. Yeah. So I ended up signing up as a client, paying like 80% of my monthly income to go train there. I had no business making that sort of investment, right? If you talk to a mentor or something like that, or somebody who kind of guides you or financial advisor, like, dude, you never put down 80% of, of, of what you make, right? Like I couldn't even essentially pay bills. And, uh, so did that, um, trained for 14, 14 months, I think. Luca comes up, Luca comes up to me during a training session of mine and, um, and I was training with Cody. I was a client of Cody's, um, and, uh, said, Hey, we gotta, we gotta talk about your internship. And, uh, yes, the rest, the rest is kind of history. So been there, been there ever since going on six years now. Um, wow. Loving it. Dude, that's a serious commitment. 
Like yeah. you, you, you had your mind set on it and you were like, I'm not, I'm not losing. Like I'm, I'm I, not had, I had nothing, I had nothing to lose from, from my perspective. It was, you know, from the highs of, you know, being a basketball player, being yeah. an athlete, playing in front of, you know, thousands of people, um, you know, like that's, it's almost like you're, you're, you're performing. So yeah. to go from that to, you know, working a few jobs, dead end jobs at that, um, you know, throwing packages in the back of a truck and, and fucking, you know, watching drug addicts puke their guts out from, from withdrawals and, you know, yeah. just being around people who don't believe in themselves, who aren't empowered, who don't have that go get it, uh, attitude, man. Like I, something needed to change. So for me, that was, that was almost like rock bottom, right? Like I didn't have yeah. anywhere else to go. Like I had nothing to lose. So why not put everything I have into, uh, into this situation and this venture and you know so far it's paid off yeah so when you were training at vigor for those 14 months as a client did you did you like because sometimes when i'm doing things like and i'm and i'm like looking to be somewhere but i'm not quite there yet i like notice when people are like watching and like observing did you notice luca observing you cody observing you and it's like sort of the people that work there like looking and kind of watching you as you like as you grew into that space uh, you hear things, mm. but when I train, it's tunnel vision. Yeah. Um, I don't care who's watching. Most of the yeah. time I train when nobody's at the gym. Mm. I prefer it that way. Sometimes, you know, recently, uh, I've been training with no music. You know, it's, wow. it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it, and sometimes people think that, you know, that I'm crazy for that, you know, um, but it's, it, it's something that I take very seriously. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of my time to, uh, you know, it, it's personal development, right? Like you can control that situation. You can, you can learn how to be so in tune with your body that, you know, like you become so intuitive that like, even if there was music on, like I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even hear it. So it's almost like meditation, right? Um, That's deep. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's not even something to where like, you know, I read in a book or, you know, I saw this motivational quote or, you know, you should train with no music on. It was, it, it's literally just something that kind of evolved and, you know, like, uh, I don't want to listen to anything. I just want to, yeah. I just want to focus on this, on this moment. Yeah. I want to hit this set. I want to hit this rep. I want to do better than I did, you know, the day before, um, and, and go from there. And, and man, to me, uh, you know, that that's become such a powerful experience. Um, especially when we start talking about movement and flows and stuff like that. Um, man, that's, that's the time where I really don't listen, you know, like it's a lot of that. yesterday. I did not want to train at all doing yeah, a few that. minutes, doing a few mi minutes of just moving and, and exploring and transitioning from, uh, uh, from one movement pattern to the next man. There's something I, that I can't describe or explain, um, but it, it kind of, uh, releases that, that primal instinct for you to, you know, to get your shit together and get it done. Yeah. Um, because even the most motivational, you know, I, I guarantee the rock, right. Has those days where he just doesn't want to fucking train, but that guy is a savage, right? So you, I mean, you just got to remember that, um, you know, that's, that's how you, that, that's how you got to look at it. Right. Or, you know, just move. If you don't want to do something, spend a few minutes and that's why movement is so powerful. And that's how kind of how I got into it. Wow. That's, that's, that's like on another level of like, of, uh, I would say mental and, and physical depth that, um, I feel in my opinion, most people don't even come close to most people don't even scratch the surface of the true connection with their body that they deserve and that they need. Um, and I have people that, that I talk to and that I train sometimes, especially in the beginning, they, they'll do like, you know, a lunge, right? And they'll feel nothing. Yeah. They, they, they'll, they'll just like move. They, they, they don't feel the engagement of this or like, where, where's this at? It's just like, yeah, just step down and step back up. And that's right. fine, right? For, for most, most people, most people, right. that's fine. But for people who are really trying to, as, as you said, explore that, that next level, of, of, of connectivity with their mind and then their body and that whole like spiritual essence that comes out of like deep mm -hmm. intentional movement like that, like awareness needs to be there. How did you start to develop that? Have you always had that connection or was it just like one day it was like, yo shit, 
this feels amazing. I want music. I don't want people talking. I want just me and mute and movement. That's it. How did that come about? You know, the, I think where flow, I don't, I don't know who implemented into exercise or, or movement. Um, you know, but you, if you've ever heard people talk about the flow state, yeah. um, you know, to where you don't really think, especially athletes, right? Like, um, people just see, they just do things and they can't explain it. They do yeah. amazing shit and they can't explain it. They don't know how they pulled it off. They just did it. I wasn't yeah. thinking about, uh, going for a 360 through the legs bang out, but I just happened to pull it off. Um, you know, so that's how people kind of describe the flow state. So for me, it is something that has one has been developed, but two, I've, I've always had because I've always played sports. There's been things, there's been those moments yeah. and, uh, you know, in soccer and basketball to where I've done stuff that I can't, ex- I can't explain that I didn't think about. It just happened. Yeah. Um, but to transition that into what I do now, um, I would say that, you know, during train again, like I I've always kind of had that when, when I was training, you know, I had this at first, I had this, uh, image in my head. If, uh, you know, I had this, uh, muscle and fitness or uh, I forget the magazine cover, but it had Adrian Peterson when he played for the Minnesota Vikings, Mm -hmm. um, who he was on the cover, just looking jacked as fuck. Right. He was like six, he's the same height as me, six one and like 217 pounds or something like that. Super lean. So I was like, man, I want to look like that. So at first it became, you know, that was kind of the motivation, but then the inspiration came from how I felt when I was training and in the entire process. So, yeah, I've always, I've always had it. It was developed, but it's not something that was necessarily cognitive to me. It just from being active from an early age yeah. uh, and then, you know, doing that repetition after repetition, week after week, year after year, um, you know, it did evolve into what I do now. Um, you know, and that's why, you know, I, I love to, and people don't, I know people don't like to start their kids off in the gym. Um, but there's things that you can do other than, you know, deadlifts and, and bench press for, you know, for a 10 year old, um, that can, that can help them become more in tune, uh, more confident with the way their body moves and looks. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and as children, you're the, as a child, you're potentially the most mobile you'll probably ever be because you're still growing and things are still uh, developing. So in that position you can really take advantage of that and, and gain a lot of control and stability as a child like i watch um a lot of the frc guys yeah and, and girls um um i'm thinking of one one girl in particular um she was training with a 10 year old um hockey goalie and she had she had him doing um explosive payoff press i was like yes like that's that's dope like that that's great this this involves like not a lot of heavyweight it's it's very very low um, you know, intensity for a child. Like it's a perfect exercise you can do, especially for someone who needs to be in, in such control of their torso. So I really, really like that. And I like that point a lot. So as we're getting into, um, you know, the bigger connection between your, your, your mind and your body, I'm um, kind of jumping around here, but what first got you into like being so into mobility and, and um, helping others like gain mobility in themselves through the gram and through your clients and such like what was like what was the inspiration behind you jumping into that uh sect of movement it sucks because uh i got hurt Mm. um (laughs) i uh i had a level two tear in my right spinal erector um and it wasn't it wasn't something traumatic it wasn't like uh you know i went to pull uh you know 500 pounds off the floor and it went pop um it was definitely an overuse thing. So again, to rewind a little bit, when I first started, uh, when I first started training, I was, I was just wired so tight. Um, my, my nervous system did not want me to get into certain positions when I would, if, if, if anybody who's listening to this is familiar with the squat to stand, uh, mobility drill, which is a combination of, uh, different things that you're working, um, and, uh, one of the major ones being hip flexion, um, I was maybe getting to parallel, um, you know, as far as pulling myself into a squat position. So ass to grass was like, you know, like I couldn't even conceive, you know, what that actually meant or, or even felt like. Yeah. So hip mobility was complete shit. 
Um, so just moving, working on those drills, um, helped me get more mobile. It helped me get to a certain position or it helped me get to a certain place. And, uh, it, it, if you know, if you know, Cody, you know, that he's very, he's very tight with his time, right? Like he's, yeah. uh, he, he's very set in his rituals, his schedule. And if it's like outside of that, like the dude, you know, used to have almost like a borderline, like nervous breakdown to uh, <laughs> give him so much shit for it. But I would, I would come into the gym, I'd train or I would warm up for 15, 20 minutes, just working on these drills, like Spider-Man lunge, squat to stance, like yeah. those two drills in particular, um, you know, to really get better at. Yeah. Uh, it's like, man, like I could tell that I was super tight and that I sucked at it. So I wanted to work on it. Yeah. Um, and then once it got to a certain point, I got complacent. Uh, and then I just started coming to the gym, especially when I became an intern. Uh, you know, I would just jump into my training sessions, um, which was not good and not even really implementing many ramp up sets, right? A ramp up set could be ramp up sets can act as warm up sometimes, you know, if you you implement a few filler mobility drills, that's fine. But I wasn't. um, And I wasn't implementing those those ramp up sets. Uh, So I would kind of jump into a hard training session cold. um, And Again, I went, I went super hard for, you know, probably two years, uh, and, uh, didn't implement, um, a, a phased out dynamic warm up. Um, so I ended up traveling across crunch across, uh, the country to Miami for a mastermind with Luca. Mm. And we did some, uh, some workouts on the beach and, uh, I could feel my lower back start to get a little bit tight. Um, a little bit of a burning sensation, but, uh, I was like, fuck it. You know, I'm going to push through it and I'm going to smash everybody. Right. There's a group of these fitness professionals. I, I think like anywhere from 12 to 15 people, I can't even remember the exact number, um, who was in Luca's mastermind. And these guys have been, you know, business owners for like 10 years, you yeah. know, more, more or less some of them. And I just want to crush them. Um, and <laughs> which, competitive which, athletic yeah, spirit. <laughs> exactly. Which I, which I did. Um, and then later that night I went out to art walk and so it was about probably midnight or something like that. Stepped off a curb and immediately I just felt, I was like, Oh shit, this, this is bad. Um, bent over to give myself some relief and then it kind of subsided a little bit. It got to where I felt like it was bearable, stood back up. I walked maybe 20 yards and I had to put my hands on my knees again. Um, and I was like, man, this is, this is really not good. Right. And yeah. I spent the next, I think I had like two or three days left in that trip. Um, and just constantly uncomfortable. Couldn't sleep in the, in the bed. I, I got this Airbnb, couldn't sleep in the fucking bed. I had to lay on the floor with my feet up. Wow. Um, and so I didn't really get any sleep. Uh, then had to get on a six hour flight back home. Um, no and I was problem. doing like mobility drills, like in the aisle, the flight attendant was like, uh, sir, I'm gonna have to ask you to sit in your seat. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, man, I'm in pain. So I, I consulted with, um, chiropractor, physical therapist who was in the area, implemented some dry needling massage. Uh, we have a Russian bathhouse here in Seattle, uh, called Banya, which is amazing. Um, so you do like cold plunge, hot sauna, um, hot tub, all that stuff. I, I implemented so many different recovery things, um, you know, in that time period that, uh, I was like, man, like I I was just willing to do anything to like, not feel that back pain anymore. Um, and then fast forward a little bit, um, we did on its durability with coach John Wolf, um, which I highly recommend following, um, that guy, uh, has had probably more of an impact on my career than anybody else in the industry. Um, aside from, aside from Luca, um, whether he, I don't even think that he knows that. Um, wow. but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he took us through a lot of simple mobility drills, um, and some stuff that like, you know, he, he just exposed some things, um, for me personally that I was like, man, I got to work on this shit. Um, and we did this thing called the Viking mace challenge. So it's like, we did like half of it. It was like 10 rounds and a lot of it, you know, it's rotation stuff. So when, when you're working with the mace, it's a lot of anti-rotation. Right. Um, and because I had that spinal erector tear on that right side alone, right. I couldn't control rotation. 
Right. So I look back and I see that now, but at the time I, I, I didn't understand it until I was told, like I was really limited with, with, with the uh, right rotation. Right. And, uh, so I was like, man, I don't know. I'll give it a shot. And I ended up just crushing it, uh, completely pain-free. And mm. I was like, wow. Right. Like, this is crazy. This is completely night and day. And I yeah. had, I had really regressed my workouts from, from that point, uh, uh, or not that point on, but previously up until that point. Um, so then I just started going down the rabbit hole. Um, I went to uh, a workshop with Max Shank, um, and, uh, he's got so many different flows. Um, again, I just started implementing that stuff. I, I would do five to 10 minutes before, uh, my workout. And, mm -hmm. you know, then I was back to doing what I love to do, lifting heavy bench pressing, uh, deadlifting, squatting, all that stuff, heavy lunges, split squats. I was doing everything that I love to do again. Um, and so then it became this tool. Okay. Well, look, man, like you might not love this, but you love the, you love the result of it because you're able to train now and, and not, not hurt. Mm -hmm. um, so then I started seeing different things with my clients. I started implementing these different drills, adding in fillers, um, phasing out their warm up and making it specific to the individual. Yeah. Um, and when I started implementing it into my group stuff, uh, into the, the team trainers, what most people refer to as boot camps. Um, people were coming up to me like, wow, like, you know, sometimes, you know, my back gets tight and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just the common things that we tend to hear with the general population. And, uh, it was a game changer. Mm. And then people started coming to me for, you know, in-house, I didn't have to do any outside marketing or anything like that. People just started coming to me, uh, because they wanted to train with me. They felt really good when, when they did my sessions. Mm. And it amped me up as far as a coach, you know, like seeing the, the, uh, uh, the benefit that, um, that they saw, you know, and it was like instantaneous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's what kind of, I mean, it, again, I just went down the rabbit hole and then, you know, I started, you know, talking with John and Max and, you know, these other people in the industry and like, man, you know, where, where did you go to learn this shit? And people, you know, recommended Z health and, and FRC and, yeah. um, you know, I went and did FRC and again, another, another game changer. I follow, I've followed Hunter, Hunter cook for, a long time, you know, and, and monster. yeah, he's, he's, he's a beast. And, and then, you, you know, you start to expand your knowledge even more. And, you know, cause at that point, then I started getting envious of people who were extremely mobile or hyper mobile. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then realizing like, you know, like, man, like these people are extremely flexible and extremely mobile, but are always getting hurt. So yeah. what's, what's the deal with that? Yeah. And then, you know, and then, uh, I was talking to Hunter and Hunter was like, man, like I've always been this flexible. I've always been, you know, this mobile, I just haven't been able to control it. And I was riddled with injury before Damn. So then it became, okay, well, in order for me to improve movement patterns and get people to train pain-free, um, you know, we also have to implement control and, and stability component to increasing that mobility. Um, because you can't have one or the other, like you, you brought up babies. Um, you know, babies are extremely mobile. My, my 18 month old daughter can do shit that I wish that I could do, uh, from a mobility aspect. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if, if she were to do something at a, a at a higher level, you know, uh, hypothetically speaking, you know, she would be, she would get injured because of lack of control. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's a, uh, there's things, you know, that kind of, you take different tools and, and, and modalities and training systems and you put them together and you kind of create something that, that works for you. And, and that's what I've been doing probably like the last three years, um, and really hitting home on. And, and, and it's funny, man, because people for some reason come to me as, as, you know, Hey, my shoulder hurts. You're the mobility guy, like fix me. I'm like, no, that that's not me. I'm not the mobility guy. I just talk about this stuff because it needs to be implemented. So if you come to my page, if you look at my Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you see so many different things. Um, but the common message that you might see in, in, in captions or whatever and posts, um, is that it's all an, it's, it's all a tool. Um, in order for people to, to master their movement and train pain-free. It's not that I want to position myself as the guy in the industry that you need to come to uh, to improve your mobility. Um, 
But I mean, if you, if you come to my page and you get different ideas, I just want to be a resource. Um, and, and that's why I put the content that, that, that I put out. It's not to be the guy. Um, you know, I, I want to talk about more than just mobility because there is so many different aspects. Absolutely. So when you're connecting, um, you made a good point about using the tools as a kind of all part of a big giant toolbox of different things that, you know, whether this person wants to be able to squat 325 pounds, but you do a basic assessment and, you know, their right knee is, is in like, is in valgus while the left knee is fine. They have more internal rotation on the left or right, whatever it is, there's, there's certain faults or like kind of holes in their movement that you can see. How do you start to connect everything together to create that, uh, that system that will be individualized for the client, but also because I mean, in my experience, people hate mobility. I, I, I don't like people will see me do mobility shit. Like, wow, man, like, yeah, must, dude, I hate it. <laughs> you must, you must love. No, it's, it sucks. Like it's, yeah. it's boring. Like you're just sitting yeah. there holding something and, and doing something for like, you know, a fucking minute or whatever the drill is. Yeah. So it's not necessarily super exciting, but, um, in sessions, like clients will be like, again, like, Oh, we're, we're doing mobility. Woo. Like right. they, they hate it. So right. how do you like, then connect everything together to like, all right, we're going to do mobility. Then we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this. Then we're going to squat. Blah, blah, blah. How do you keep them engaged while still getting them more mobile and stronger at the same time? So, I mean, it all starts with an assessment. Yeah. So, um, you know, I have a specific assessment, uh, that, uh, that I take people through. Um, yeah. so I'm going to look at every, every joint. Um, do you do the FRC assessment? Uh, I implement, different things. So I don't have a specific, but I also implement things from FMS um, mm. and stuff from Eric Cressy. So mm. I implement, I, again, it's to me, there's no one way to, you know, there's not this end all be all way to assess somebody. Yeah. I can assess somebody like, you know, it, it's, it's gotten to the point now where I, I see people walking down the street and I notice things. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And so it, it can be, it can really be that simple. Yeah. Um, if you, uh, watch the Friday flow that I posted yesterday, I'm, I assess myself and I'm like, Oh shit. Like, uh, you know, the, the left side, right. Like is I'm not extending fully in my, in my, in my hip. Yeah. When I get into, uh, that down dog, uh, position. So, um, you know, it, it, it takes more of a, a trained eye to do, you know, certain types of, of assessments, but I pool different things that together that, that really work for me. Um, and I've, I've, uh, it, it's cool, you know, working with somebody like Luca because I can go to him with some, so many different ideas and questions and we sit down and, you know, we met, I was like, Hey man, like, you know, some of the team's really not up to speed on, on this. Like, I think that we should maybe do like an in staff and, you know, let's, let's, pool together some different resources and come up with a, uh, with an assessment and you know, that everybody's doing, everybody's on the same page. Um, and so we did that, uh, you know, we mapped it out ourselves and you know, what makes more sense, right? Like, and, and it's, you know, it, it's exercise selection. Like, I think it's incredibly important. Again, it's not the end all be all. You have to be able to coach certain things. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, again, like I, I take people through a thorough assessment and then, uh, you know, I'll explain to them what's going on. So again, explanation is, is key as well. So you got to get people to understand what's going on, taking something that, you know, uh, might be in a, uh, it, you could explain it really complex and sound really smart, yeah. but your client really doesn't give a fuck about that. So yeah. you have to be even smarter and simplify it. Right. If that makes sense yeah, to, to how your client is going to receive that information. Um, and then, you know, when I phase out their warm up, I explain, Hey, so remember this was going on, uh, with your hip. So we're going to address that here. Right. So, um, you know, you struggle with internal rotation. We're going to do something that, uh, you know, that addresses, you know, hip internal rotation. So, um, you know, making things really simple and, and things, things change, right? Because there might be multiple things that go on, right? So if somebody, uh, you know, has limited hip flexion and, uh, and really limited uh, thoracic rotation and uh, shoulder external rotation, 
pick what is for that day, what is the priority? Is, are they squatting? Okay, so we should probably work on hip flexion, right. uh, you know, before and, and not really worry about uh, not really worried about shoulder external rotation right now. So you have to prioritize things and then implement them um, and not try to hit everything at once because then that person's going to get so fucking bored and, you know, they're not going to really engage in that training session. Yeah. So again, prioritize and phase it out in your warm up. And, you know, your training sessions are, they're still going to stick to that 45 minutes to maybe an hour 15, but you're not boring the shit out of your client. You're not boring the shit out of yourself as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. I um, sometimes, I mean, being transparent, some clients are going to hear me uh, on this podcast, but I get bored sometimes when, because like I implement um, Pales Rails sometimes for yep. some of my clients. Me as well. And like, if we're doing like, you know, two, three rounds sometimes, it's like, Okay. Mm-hmm. Pull, <laughs> breathe, t- tension, focus. All right, push. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, it's a good point. I, I love, I love, cause I, I, I now run a, what I consider more of a uh, high performance recovery class. I don't really like to, uh, to refer to it as mobility class. I mean, that's kind of like what's on our schedule and you know, that's, that's going to be changed here pretty soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, last Wednesday, I mean, I implemented pails and rails in the 90, 90 position, uh, mm. shin box position. Mm. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. You know, I had a group of like 15 people. And so, I mean, you, you, you coach it, um, in a way that people that gets people engaged. And, and that's why I think of, you know, coaching as an art form. Um, and I see it as a, as an opportunity to perform. And that's, you know, kind of going back to my story before, um, in, uh, you know, so, people it when, when when they get that look on their face like this is fucking agonizing right i have a client yeah. who's hypermobile extremely hypermobile and she was like man like my hip doesn't hurt like that was amazing yeah. i need to do more of that i need and for a while she didn't come to the class even though i explained it to her you know several times she just wasn't trying to uh she wasn't trying to come to that mobility class because she felt that you know, she had all the mobility she needed, but she didn't really understand, even though I explained it, you know, that you have to be able to control your range of motion. Um, and then she finally came, she, she was talked into it by, uh, another client of mine, um, because of, uh, the residual effects that he's seen. Um, so she finally came and was like, man, I'm making that a part of my, my routine now. So, you know, it's, it's just like anything else, right? Like, you know, you have to find a way to make things, to make things interesting, um, even mo- especially the mobility, um, and yeah. for people to engage and, and really understand uh, that it is something that they need to implement, no matter who they are. Yeah, yeah, that's a great, really, really great point, man. I'm I'm still working on that myself, making, you know, staying in these positions and um, owning these positions. I would say owning your range, so to speak. Um, interesting. So I want to um, switch gears a bit, and I want to get your thoughts on. Um, the fitness industry as it stands today? Like, what, what do you think is great? What do you think needs work? What, what, what do you like despise about it? Like, what do you love about it? Just um, give, give me your thoughts on it. I was uh, talking to one of our newer coaches last night, actually. Uh, we had a pretty in-depth conversation because he was talking to me about, uh, about different coaches. I won't, I won't name drop who fame has kind of gotten to their head. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, you may, you might talk to some coaches, uh, um, or some of these, I would say even more personalities now than, than coaches, um, influencers, so to speak. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and they will, you know, kind of treat you like you're not even relevant. Yeah. Um, which I feel like in any industry, if, if in any industry where that should not exist, it is the fitness industry. Um, and you know, that might be a biased opinion, but the way I look at it is if everybody is truly in this industry to, or, or the coaches that are in this industry are really in it to help people, why the fuck would you treat another coach like that? If anything, this should be the strongest network that, that exists in, as as far as being a professional, we should be trying to build each other up. Right. But every time you, you might talk to these people, you're either being treated like shit, you're being talked down on, um, or they're trying to sell you into, um, some high end coaching, which isn't, that's not wrong. Right. Like I I feel like people do need to pay for high level, high level coaching. It is important. 
it does have a, a, a very important uh, role in this industry. Right. Uh, but if it's, if, if nobody is kind of giving you that, that mentorship and that guidance and, but they're, they, they're constantly wanting to sell you and they don't really, they don't even know what your goal is or, or uh, you know, what your vision is. They don't care to ask, um, man, like for me, I, I, I get when somebody is trying to do that. So that's what I feel like is wrong with the fitness industry. And it shows up and, and I'll explain, um, okay. because Martin Rooney, said it best. Um, mm. and I always quote him, um, wh when this comes up is that, uh, you know, this is a, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. The fitness industry yet cancer's at an all time high diabetes is at an all time high obesity is at an all time high childhood obesity is at an all time high. Yeah. Right. Self-esteem is at an all time low. Yeah. So where's the disconnect, right? Like it starts with us. So, you know, people get too wrapped up in the, in the ego and trying to be famous and trying to be sponsored by all these different people, right? Like some people achieve it. And I see a lot of coaches on Instagram and on social media who that it, it's very clear. It's very apparent that that's what they're pushing for. Right. They're constantly plugging, you know, different, uh, different companies and stuff like that. It's cool if you're doing it for the right reasons, but it's very, whether you realize it or not, it's very apparent what you're doing. Right. So if, you know, if, if you're trying to be an influencer for the right reason, I'm cool with that, but just don't shit on, on other coaches. Like if anything, if you feel like somebody is lacking in a certain space, give them some guidance. Right. So like when people, people hit me up all the time and like, I'm, I'm always, I'm always down to do a, either whether we're chopping it up in, in, uh, in messenger or whether we hop on a, on a Zoom or a FaceTime call or a Skype call, whatever it is, um, I'm always willing to, to help coaches and, and answer certain questions and, and give content for free. Um, because to me, man, that, that's, that's super valuable. Creating, creating value for coaches, especially, uh, you know, the, these up-and-coming coaches, man. Like, I, I want to be that person that – I want to be that Luca Hosevar to somebody else. Right? Yeah. Th th those people who – uh, really moved me and, and kind of shaped me um, into the coach that I am now and the coach that I'm becoming. Um, why would I not want to, why would I not want to be that person? Right. Um, so, I mean, that's what I feel like is wrong with the industry. What I feel is, is right about the industry, um, you know, is, is what we're seeing now is going into an online space being, I mean, how, how awesome is it? I was just talking to my girlfriend about this the other day. Um, how awesome is it that people hit you up from different countries, from all over uh, the nation, um, all over the world and, and, and show you love, right? Yeah. And there's like, hey, man, I implemented this with my clients. Uh, or even if they're not a trainer, hey, like I started doing this and man, like I love, I love the content. Like, that's awesome. And like, you know, I think, I absolutely think that people should be diving into that space. And uh and it helps with confidence. It helps with coaching. It helps with so many different skill sets. Um, you know, implementing that into your, uh, you know, your daily routine and, and, and sharing your knowledge and, and building upon it. Um, and, and that's essentially, uh, you know, what I'm trying to create is, is, is this resource and this platform for people to come to, um, you know, that can help them, you know, with their clients and, you know, with their own practice. So, yeah. Well, you definitely just answered um, another one of my questions unintentionally, which is dope. I think you did it twice, actually. You, uh, one of the, the questions was, um, what's the main goal of your YouTube account and Instagram page? And yeah. just being that resource, being that available person to always help and, and give back and give value to coaches, clients, people. So that's, that's dope. I, I will say with that, too, it, it is okay to like, I, you know, I'm not saying in, in any way, shape or form that you shouldn't make money from these things that you shouldn't monetize your, your YouTube channel or your Instagram account. You absolutely should in order to operate, you have to, you do have to make money, right? Like that's yeah. the, that's the whole reason behind business. It's not to yeah. go around floating around doing, doing shit for free. Right. Um, but it's just, you know, it's how you do things that you got to be careful about. Right. And, and what kind of message that you put out, what kind of vibe and aura you put out. And I, I definitely agree with you on the, um, it kind of got to their head, 
sort of story you talked about. Again, no names, no name dropping, but I've I've watched um, coaches that I looked up to, you know, years ago when I first started kind of getting into the business, and then I see them like their whole message has changed. They, they're sponsoring products that are known to like rob people and not literally do nothing for people, like nothing. It's literally right. just money. Yeah. And they're out here like, oh, do this, blah, 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 buy this, buy that, buy that. Like, gimme, 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 gimme. Right. But I'm there, they don't offer anything back. Like not, right. not necessarily in return, but just like the reason. And as you said, the, uh, the incentive and, and the, the meaning behind what they're doing is for the wrong reasons. Like they're, they're in it clearly for the money, for the clout, for all, all that shit. And their, their head is kind of like in a different place. They, they lost right. contact with why they started or, you know, whatever their initial message was that attracted me and you and other people that, you know, they looked up that look up to them and they just like said, fuck that. I want to make money. Yeah. And, I mean, and it, that bothers me a lot. Yeah. And I think that even, uh, you know, to, to go a little bit further with that too, is, is, you know, a a lot of people are, uh, trying to position themselves as, as the hero, um, as you know, the, uh, you know, this, this higher being, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, man, I, there, there, there couldn't be anything more wrong with that, with that situation. Right. Like I, I see myself as, again, as a coach, as a guide, that's essentially what your job title is, right? Yeah. Is to you, like you got to separate yourself from from that position. You have to make your client feel like feel like the hero. That's yeah. the most powerful thing. That's that's the most important part of our job. More than getting somebody a six pack, is to make them feel like they are they are the hero. The story is about them. They don't yes. they don't want to hear your story. So you know, again, the 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 stuff that I put out is 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 telling a story through somebody else's eyes from, uh, you know, different questions that, that I get asked. And that's how things came. I just shot a, uh, a body weight core video. Cause a, a good friend of mine, one of my best friends asked me, Hey man, like I need some body weight core exercises to do at home. Right. He just set up this, this home gym and stuff like that. He, you know, he, he put some money into it, um, and, and wanted some ideas. So I was like, man, yeah. I haven't done anything like this. Right. How many, how many people would this help out? That's a great question. I'm going to implement it. Right. And I, and I mentioned that, uh, you know, in the, in the message, in the, in the caption. So, um, you know, people, people resonate to that and I have no problem being that person. Dope. And for the right reasons, man. Yeah. Need more people like you in the space. Appreciate it. No doubt. No doubt. So, um, what mantra or slogan best describes how you approach coaching and how you coach your clients? I don't know if there's, man, I I don't know if there's one that's kind of set in stone. Um, but kind of just like what I was just talking about, man, like, you know, I just kind of want to be, I kind of want to be the Yoda for people. Um, and, uh, I will say that, uh, you know, I had, I have a mentor, um, who I was talking to about a year or so ago, maybe more. And, talking to him about where I was and where I wanted to go. And I was kind of at the time I was kind of having this battle of what I was doing um, and, and being pulled in these different directions. Uh, And he said, uh, I'll never forget it. He said, uh, you know, it's only wrong to want more. If you, if you haven't appreciated where, where you are, where you, yes, the gratitude. Right. Right. So I was like, man, like, and I knew, I knew about that. I knew what it meant but I wasn't thinking about it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that was a part of my everyday thought process. Mm. And, you know, it was, so it, it was, it acted as a reminder as a really powerful reminder that I, that I think about um, pretty much every day. Uh, You know, so I I would say that, you know, that would kind of be uh, my slogan is, is, you know, I want to be that Yoda, but you know, in order to be that person, I got to take care of myself and, I got to take care of myself first and make sure that, you know, my mind is in the right place because it's very easy to get distracted and, and, and pulled in uh, a million different directions. Right. Keeping that focus is huge. So um, 
again, kind of um, jumping and changing directions here. Um, I really, really liked your uh, 28 Days of Row. I mean, yeah. challenge, whatever, whatever yeah, yeah, you decided yeah. to uh, <laughs> name it as. What inspired you to do that? Because that shit was dope, man. You had so many different variations. You guys put out, I think the thing, it's like 300 ways to do a deadlift or something like that. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> 100, 104. And that wasn't even all of them. Uh, yeah, that wasn't even all. It, we just got to the point, I think we were shooting for like, six hours or something like that and we had crazy like all right well let's just wrap it up i think you know the encyclopedia is not completely complete uh but nobody else is gonna do this Um, yeah and uh so yeah i mean um as far as the rows go uh again that somebody reached out to me somebody hopped in my dm and was like yo man like i'm tired of doing these fucking dumbbell bent rows um do you have any advice for me different exercises that i that i can implement and I was like, sure. And I thought of like, I don't know, probably like 15 right off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like for the month of, I think it was February. Uh, I was like, man, like, let's just, let's, let's do this. I, th- I mean, it'd be a cool idea, right? Like makes me yeah. post every day. kind of keeps me accountable. Yeah. Uh, people are going to know what to expect every single day. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wrote out, I, and I think I came up with almost like 40 variations, but you know, I shot 28 of them um, and didn't go beyond that. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of what inspired it. It's just, for me, it's, it's you know, I'm constantly thinking of, of, different, of different things to do. How can I help people? Um, you know, what, what's the next uh, piece of, uh, to the puzzle? Or, you know, how am I going to add to this resource? And a lot of times when the inspiration comes from my clients, comes from my following, um, and, and people reaching out to me. So I appreciate to everybody who has ever done that. I, I truly do appreciate you. Um, you know, I, my brand is, is a, ref, is a reflection yeah. um, of, of those people. So, um, yeah. and I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. Yeah. You are your audience and your audience is you, so to yeah. speak. So, um, being a family man, how do you balance um, your personal and professional life? How do you keep the two from kind of jumping in on one another, especially with, you know, you're always filming, always putting out content, the YouTube, mm-hmm. the Instagram stuff. How do you um, intentionally make time for your family and yourself? Either? Yeah. I, I mean, first of all, I would define balance as not necessarily having everything have its, its equal time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we only have 24 hours in a day. Most people are working eight hours, um, hopefully sleeping seven to, to nine hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that leaves you with what, seven, seven more hours and you have other shit that you got to do. Um, and so not everything is going to be split up equally. And, um, you know, especially being in a relationship, having my daughter, it starts with a conversation. Um, and okay, this is, this is like, what I, this is what I need to do. Um, and you know, it's really important to have that support. Um, and I'm, again, I'm grateful to, uh, my girlfriend and my family, um, uh, to have, to have that to my team because, uh, you know, I bring my daughter to work, um, with me almost every single day. It's awesome to see her running around that place and, um, you know, having her grow up in that environment. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it ultimately starts with the conversation, um, making sure that you do spend that time uh, with your family, um, giving them your, your undivided attention, um, but having them also understand that, you know, when I'm working, I'm working and, and, and this is what it is. Um, so, uh, you know, to have that, again, to have that support system, to have people that believe in you um, and are, are willing to go to war for you, um, man, that's that's so valuable. You can't even put a price tag on it. Um, so again, you know, I, I I would start by, uh, defining what balance means for me and, um, you know, to how you're going to distribute, uh, your time and when you're going to do that. Uh, so, and, and, and huge shout out to my girlfriend because she puts up with uh, the way I see it. She puts up with me. I mean, like I'm, uh, I, I go down the rabbit hole of, almost all of my interests um, and the most recent one being bow hunting. And um, you know, she's just like, she's like, I don't know how you like learn all the shit and soak up all this information. Like it, it, it almost seems like, you know, you operate on, you know, more than 24 hours, but um, you know, I'm a very passionate person. I'm a very driven person. Mm. Um, and again, I'm just grateful to have that support. Damn. That's awesome. 
And do do you ever feel like um, certain parts of your world sort of um, outweigh the other or start to like bleed in too much to another part of your life where like, all right, I, I need some space from this or this needs to relax for a minute. And, and how do you manage that, that bleeding effect, so to speak? Yeah. I mean, work is, especially man, when you, when you're hungry, it can definitely seep into other, other areas. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I've, it, it's been all sunshine and rainbows, man, because there's definitely been some difficult conversations that, that have, that have been had. Um, but you know, that when that happens, it, it's always an opportunity for growth. Um, so I'm grateful for those situations as well. Um, but you know, work definitely can, can seep into every, you know, every other area, um, of your life. And, you know, as long as you're aware of it and you have, again, that support system to, uh, to check you, um, yeah. you know, to when you yeah. might be going a little bit too deep, yeah. um, and, you know, to kind of pull you back in and say, Hey, it's okay. Like you don't have to work this hard right now. Right. Like you can, you can pick it up. Like look at everything that you've, that you've done this week or if you, that you've done today. Um, so, uh, you know, that's been, that's been a, a really important component, um, into my everyday life. Um, and you know, and, and it's not that I'm not even going to act that like I have it all figured out. Cause I don't like, man, I'm, I'm still working on organization skills and stuff like that because, yeah. you know, somebody like me who has all these different interests and, and different passions and you want to learn and soak up everything, um, you know, and, and be this sponge, uh, you do have to have a lot of self-reflection time as well. Um, and, and that's probably the most important, most powerful, uh, piece to that whole balance component is that, that art of, of, of self-reflection, mm. um, and knowing when to do so, or, or having those people in your corner to, to check you and call you out on it. Mm. Um, this actually relates a lot to my roommate who you just uh, heard earlier. He, um, he's incredibly passionate about so many things. Like you mentioned bow hunting. You wanted to get into bow hunting. He likes uh, boxing. He likes uh, MMA. He likes dance. He likes like so many different things. And um, he struggles with like wanting to do everything at like the maximum. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, what would be your, your advice for him and other people like that? Cause I mean, I find myself in that boat sometimes. Like I was like, I want to get into art. So I want to start going to art exhibits, but I got these clients and I got to do training. I cook. So like, what's like the first step to like building a prioritization in your own life with things that you're really passionate about? Well, first of all, I mean, I think that, uh, where, where you get 80% of your, uh, income. And this is not just financial, right? I, I also see this as, you know, where, whether it's relationships, um, you know, I do see that as sort of currency in, in a way, um, yeah. and not in, a, in something that you spend, but something that you do value and you do take care of, um, and you, and you do cherish, um, you know, it's, 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 where is that, where does that fall on your, on your priority list? So, right. Um, you know, for me, ultimately it comes down to my family. Well, you know, I, I do have to, uh, you know, take care of myself. I have to, I do have to work, um, and, and make sure that, uh, I'm, I'm getting what I need to get done there. Yeah. And then, so that's about 80% of my time, the other 20%, right. So the, the other interests that, that fall into, so, you know, I mentioned bow hunting. At this point in at this point in time, a win for me is go to shoot for thirty minutes. Right, um, you know that's not very long. Sometimes, like the other, I think last week, went down on a Saturday and I shot four arrows and bounced because that that's the time that I had. Mm. So again, like you know, it, it's we 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 fall into this sort of space where uh, we have to do everything to the fullest, and, yeah. and I'm sure your roommate probably feels like that man because yeah. you know i've definitely felt like that like no i need to get in an hour here i need to get in an hour here i need to get in an hour here right to to try to equally balance this time and be a master of everything but yeah. um you know like the old saying goes right you, you know you can uh I, I forget exactly how how it goes but it's like you know be a master 
Oh, Jack of all trades, master Jack of, of all trades, master of none. Right. Yeah. So that's very, that's very common for somebody like probably like me and your, in, in your roommate. Yeah. Uh, so what do you, what do you want to master? And then what are the, what are the things that you want to implement in that 20%? Um, and, and go from there, man. Like, you know, it, it be okay with, with not getting in, um, you know, an hour of, of shooting your bow or, uh, be okay with, you know, not going to every single art exhibit. Um, you know, whatever it is, right. Like yeah. that's, that's something that people have to answer for themselves. But, um, again, I'm, I'm a big fan of mastery and, you know, I'm, I am working on some things in, in, uh, 2019, uh, sort of a, uh, uh, that's, that's going to be part of my brand and, and, uh, you'll see exactly what I said, be, be implemented into, mm. into that, into that personal brand. So, um, I'm really excited about it. It's something that I, that I love. It's, it's a part of my ritual. It's part of most Americans, mm. uh, you know, daily life. So, um, Dude, you know, I can't wait to hear about that. Definitely yeah. keep me updated. I want to be sure. a part of that in any way I can. For sure. <laughs> for sure. So um, we're a little over time, um, and I want to be respectful of your time. So I'm going to ask you, uh, you already gave me the vision for your brand, which is dope. Um, and I want, mm, I'll say the top. I'll give you a taste of the vision. Yeah, taste. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say uh, top two mistakes you made as a strength coach. And then um, the last one, you get a lot of interaction with your community. What's the funniest slash strangest question you've gotten like, ever? Whether it be like, yo, my, my, my shoulder broke. Can you fix it? <laughs> like, yeah. Or whatever. Um, so uh, to touch on the first question, yeah. um, major mistake. The biggest mistake uh, was putting myself um, as the hero. And I mentioned that before because, mm. again, I'm not perfect. I have been a part of the problem in the industry. Yeah. So, um, in what way, uh, trying to be doing things for the wrong reasons. Um, yeah. you know, trying to put out uh, content to maybe get a little bit of fame and notoriety. Um, but again, you know, I had to check myself and that's a really hard thing. That's a really hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Um, uh, so, and that's, that's shown up, you know, clients have, uh, you know, come and gone and for different reasons, but, um, you know, and whether they realize it or not, that was probably the reason really early on in my career. Mm. Um, so that would be, uh, the biggest mistake. Um, I would say, I mean, I've, I, I make mistakes all the time. It's, it's hard to pin it down. I would say if anything, that that's, that's the one, but I'm constantly making mistakes. And at this point in my life, I'm okay with it um, mm. because it's an opportunity to learn. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I don't resent or, or sorry, I, I don't, uh, I don't regret being that person who, you know, kind of put, try to put myself and position myself as the hero yeah. and somebody should be privileged to, you know, work with a coach like me. Yeah, fuck um, that. I, I don't, I don't regret that because I learned a lot from it. I'm, mm. I've learned the most important lesson uh, you know, in my career to date. Um, and that was, early, that was really early on. And mm. again, luckily I had those people around me to kind of, to, to kind of check me on that and to, uh, have me check my ego. I knew there was something that was wrong. I just couldn't pin, pinpoint it. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I shelled out uh, a lot of money in order to learn, uh, that lesson. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was a valuable one and, and I'm going to constantly, I'm going to be constantly learning lessons. I think that's what people can expect from me is that, you know, uh, something that might get posted. I might, you know, a few years from now, I might come back and say, Hey, like I, I made a mistake here, but I'm going to make it right. Yeah. Uh, so nope. as far as the, the question, the funny questions, Oh shit. Um, yeah, I mean, that's tough. But definitely the, the fix it one people are constantly hitting me up about fixing certain issues, um, both in the gym and, and on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess I could just, you know, take this time to clear that up. Uh, I'm not the guy to fix you. Mm -hmm. Um, I work on healthy individuals. If something, if you suffer from chronic low back pain and you happen to implement some drills that maybe I post on social media, or if you work with me in person and you know, you, it, it happens to result in, in pain-free training. That's awesome but I'm never going to sell myself as, as that individual. I'm not a physical therapist. 
Um, I'm not a doctor. I am not a guru. I'm not a sorcerer. You know, I can't, (laughs) I can't wave my wand and and make pain go away. Um, I look at things in a very simple manner and say, Hey, well, this person, uh, you know, they, they're very limited in, in hip extension. So to work on hip extension, right. And you know, glutes are the biggest muscle in the body. So a lot of times when, you know, you do coach things, right. Um, you know, low back pain does, you know, reside or it does go away. Um, and, uh, that's awesome. But, uh, you know, I, I, I look at, again, that's why assessing is so powerful because you can yeah. look at, uh, the limiting factors in someone's movement, prioritize and address it and, and good things happen. Um, but I never sell myself as, uh, as the person that's going to fix somebody. Yeah. Uh, that's not my job. Um, I've, I've, yeah, funny, quite, yeah, funny questions. I mean, they're, they're a dime a dozen, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're constantly coming in. It's hard for me to pinpoint one, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been some funny instances and, you know, I, I'm, I'm constantly telling stories and, and, and laughing about kind of what happens in the gym. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Dope, dope. Well, that's a wonderful way to end. Um, thank you so much, Theo, for coming on the show. Man, really thank you for having me. It. No doubt, man. We, we really appreciate all the, the honest and genuine insight you gave into your life, your industry, your, your, your craft, um, and just the way you think about movement, training, business, life, all that shit, man. It was so incredibly valuable. So thank, thank you, you again. Thank you yeah, again. No um, and for the last time, please, how can we contact you? So you can contact me again on Instagram at Theo Bowie. That's T-H-E-O-B-O-W-I-E, both on Facebook as well. Um, YouTube, definitely pay a lot more attention to that. So please subscribe. I, uh, again, I greatly appreciate it. Any support, if you want to support the, the personal brand, support Vigor Ground Fitness and Performance, um, to me, the greatest gym that, that there is. Oh, yeah. um, and that's not a biased opinion. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. So again, man, I'm, I'm always, I'm always happy to, to help people out. Um, I do have, uh, some online coaching spots available right now. Um, very limited. Um, so, you know, if you are interested in, in online coaching, uh, uh, you can either DM me on Instagram. I usually respond, uh, pretty fast to, uh, Instagram. Um, you can also email me at theobui at gmail.com. Uh, and, and again, uh, going to be putting a lot more content um, out on YouTube. Um, that's going to be a, a, a main driver, a main resource in, in 2019. So uh, definitely tune in there. Dope. Well, thank you again for joining us, man. And we'll, thank we'll you. talk again soon. All right, brother. All right, man. All right, y'all. Thanks again for joining. The Chronic Lifestyle is out. What's up, y'all? Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate your time. And if you enjoyed what you heard and you enjoy all my other podcasts as well, please give me a five-star rating and review. It really helps me climb the iTunes charts and gets my message out there to more people who have more questions, like I said before, that may be your own. All right? Thank you so much. Peace.